Well, someone has helped me quite a bit. And um, I am happy to call him a friend. Um, he is a great doctor. The only audiologist really in central, uh, I mean, in, in all of Massachusetts, MIT and Harvard trained a neuroscientist. Um, yes, he is a sponsor of this show, his organization that he founded as a sponsor. But I am also, shall I say, a patient? Yes, a paying patient. I'm talking about my good friend, Dr. Keith Darrow of the Hearing and Brain Centers of New England, who joins me right now. Good morning, Dr. Keith. Good morning, Jim, and good morning to your audience. I know it's a little rainy out there, but it's still a beautiful Monday. Yeah, it could be worse. It could be a lot exactly. worse, like Tommy B said, that we're going to get a nor'easter, but it's going to be a nor'easter with rain, not a nor'easter with snow. Um, yeah. And I apologize for saying that. Dr. Keith, by the way, um, I met, my God, it's almost been 10 years, Dr. Hey, it's Keith. It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. Uh, and I told you I have hearing loss. And uh, and you said, Jim, you got to come in and do something about it. And it took a long time for me to do something about it. But and I have talked. And there was about, no pressure. Nope. Right. I just no, said, look, no, we're no, here. No, we no. are here for you. No pun intended. But we're no, here you for did. you. And you, you come in on your schedule. You have to be right. I believe this wholeheartedly. Every patient has to. When they're ready, right? We're always right, here right. for you. And and I think you, you're a perfect example of people <laughs> who say, if you don't mind me using you as an example, no, you're a perfect no, no. example of why the average person waits seven to 10 years. I mean, I think right. because of our relationship, I might have got you in earlier than, than yeah. most. But look, it, it takes a while for people to realize you know what? I have a problem and I yeah. need some help. And and the truth is, is it takes the person a long time. It often takes family and friends much less time to realize that they need some help. <laughs> no, it's good. And I'm getting the help that I need. And uh, we, we, you and I both know, and I, and I hope one day I can, I can make some money off of maybe coining the phrase rock and roll ear. Cause I had rock and roll ear. Not, not, I never worked in a foundry, never worked a jackhammer. I had rock and roll ear. That's, that's why at an early age, um, my hearing began to deteriorate and it's being treated now and living a great life, um, reducing my risk of developing dementia, all of that. So anyway, you know, there was talk in the, um, in some of the bills floating around Congress now of covering, um, the treatment of hearing loss in, in Medicare it didn't go through. But one thing that did go through, and, and that's why I wanted you to join us, was that hearing aids or the digital hearing implements, uh, they can't cure hearing loss, but they can help you. The FDA said, hey, um, you can sell these over the counter now. And I have said, based upon what I know, it wouldn't make a difference to me. If I were at that point, I was three, four years ago where I made a decision to do something, I wouldn't be going to over the counter. But I wanted you to talk about this and I can give my unique experience. Oh, and doctor, just as a reminder, you know, I have given you complete freedom, no HIPAA, no <laughs> nothing. You can say you can even tell people, wow, Polito's ears were wicked dirty. 
the first time. <laughs> and actually, if I remember, I think you did pull like uh, a boulder that we could send down to Purgatory Chasm. Uh, I think you did the first time I came in. You pulled a boulder up, but you said it had nothing to do with my hearing. But I'm I think so glad you said that because you you know you probably wouldn't be surprised that the number of people who come in and say. I hear fine. It's just the wax in my ears. And you were a perfect example of once we got that boulder of wax out, bad news, there is still some hearing loss. Exactly. It was was a boulder. But anyway, let's talk about this because um, you've said, yeah, I'd love to talk about this when many would say, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Your business is built on, you know, your practice is built on this. Why don't we talk about it? So, Jim, my practice, I am honored to treat the tens of thousands of patients in in central Massachusetts and beyond because we have built a practice that is based on service, that is based on providing a value. I I am in line. I am with the, the, look, you're right. It would be ideal if the government would say, hey, Let's cover the cost of the medical treatment of hearing loss and tinnitus. That was tried. It failed. I don't want to get too political. But of course, what did the government do? They came up with the next best option, which is, well, let's just make this stuff cheap for everybody. Yeah. Let's make it so we can we can say, quote unquote, we're helping more people by providing more access, which I absolutely love. I am a huge proponent of. But here's the problem. You can now you can now get, and they're in a different category, but you can now get a special category of quote unquote hearing aids at you know at, at the big box stores. You can get them at the, the national chain pharmacies, the big blue electronic stores. These are places that yes, you can walk in and you can speak with a 18-year-old unexperienced college student and they can treat they can help point you in the direction of which hearing aids might be able to help you right that's a pretty scary thought but look there's more access and affordability at our practice and you know this jim i appreciate the fact that you said you are a paying patient but Mm -hmm. you have experienced when we first met years ago it was a very different structure now we've made it accessible and affordable for every patient And all of the services are included, the value. Here's what we know. Medically treating hearing loss reduces the risk of dementia. It can get rid of the ringing in your ears. It can help you stay in your home longer. I mean, there are so many benefits to medically treating hearing loss that don't come with just buying a widget at an electronic store. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. My... The reason that I continue to go to hearing and brain is that I like to consider myself unique, but in the sense that my hearing loss is unique. I mean, and it we know it's unique because it's like a fingerprint. I lost the ability to clearly hear certain frequencies. Somebody my same age my same experience could have a completely different set Jim, of they, they not not could have they will have i they think you just have. you just gave an you just gave a perfect word 
it's like a fingerprint. Everybody's hearing loss is unique. And so the testing that goes into it is going to be custom tailored to your hearing loss. The treatment mm -hmm. is specifically designed to treat your hearing loss, your tinnitus, your brain needs, right? This is what we're yeah. doing every day with our patients and having, I'm talking 98, 99% patient satisfaction. And that's why we guarantee our results. There is no guarantee when you buy a widget over the counter, but we guarantee mm -hmm. our treatment outcomes for every single patient. I know with my uh, devices, and this is the one size fits all, the, the digital technology is out there. I mean, noise canceling headphones, a lot of that. I mean, you know, as an audiophile, I'm fascinated at how it has advanced. But the problem is the one size fits all. So I get this piece of equipment that's very, um, very advanced, right? I, I think you would oh, even yeah. admit that. Absolutely. Maybe not as advanced as what I have, but advanced. But the problem is it's like having a Ferrari and not knowing how to drive a standard. You, you, can't, you can't plug that thing in, can you? Jim, what put it this way, what would your life what would your life be like if when we when you finally came into the practice five or six years ago, I said, Jim, you give me 200 bucks, I'll give you this widget and good luck. What would your what would you have done? No, it'd be awful because you know it wouldn't. There are frequencies that it just that's what people have to understand about hearing loss. I always would tell people this. I can hear you. It's not that I can't hear you. I can hear you clearly. I can't understand what you're saying because certain consonant sounds I can't hear. So you might be saying log and I think you're saying dog. And then I have to sit there and think, what would make more sense in this in this sentence, log or dog? Meanwhile, I don't do that anymore. I mean, and, no, and, and if you don't, and and you you told me all the time how well you do at at restaurants, how oh, your, yeah. your your wife's not nagging you for your hearing. No. I mean, she might nag you for other things, but she not does. for hearing loss. <laughs> Rightfully so, she does. But no, and we, you know, now that COVID is broken, we go out to a lot of restaurants. If you just took a simple amplifier and turned up the sound for me, especially in a restaurant. I, I wouldn't hear. You're turning up all the sound. So, Jim, you just hit the nail on the head. That is what is going to be available for everybody. Traditional yeah. hearing aid yeah. amplifiers, they've been around for a while. Here's the problem. Now they're going to have a stamp of approval from the FDA. Here's what's really scary. I was reading deeper into the legislation, and there's terminology that implies that any device that amplifies sound can now be called a hearing aid, including yeah. your, your Apple AirPods, your Sony this. I mean, if it makes sounds louder, it's going to carry a tag that says something along the lines of hearing aid. And this is why there's been over 20 state attorney generals who have filed lawsuits against companies for false advertising. This is going to create more confusion. As I said in the beginning, yeah. I believe in increased access and affordability. There are 42 million people living with untreated hearing loss. They have questions, they want answers. This is not going to provide 
that source of knowledge that patients need, which is why it's so important to seek help from a medical professional to understand what your needs are, how we can help boost your confidence to, to maintain your independence, stay in your home longer. This is what you get with medical treatment, not just a device that you can buy anywhere. I, I love it. We're out of time, Dr. Keith, but you, you know that I am a, kind of a disciple of all of this and I spread the word. And even though the devices I have, you can't even see, I pull them out and show people and tell them. And I really don't want people to also put themselves in the risk of developing dementia, but jacking up the sound isn't going to do it. That's what got me in trouble in the first place. Uh, folks, um, hearing and brain centers of New England. Dot com. I'm not telling you to go there because some folks, you know, you live in Rhode Island or wherever, Western Mass. I'm telling you to go there to learn more about this. There's so much information there. And youngsters like us, it's not like your grandfather's or your father's, you know, condition. It's mine. I'm a young guy and I abused my ears and there's a lot of us out there. So anyway, Jim, Dr. let me just Jim, let me just say two last things. OK, yeah. Uh, so if you want to learn more about the medical treatment and how it can help you, as you know, and I know we weren't planning on talking about it, my new book just came out last week. It's on Amazon. It's already a number one new release. It's called Preventing Decline. You can go and you can read more so that you're an educated patient. And then the second thing I'll say is, look, if you're considering going to a big box store to treat your hearing loss, before you pick up that widget off the shelf, ask yourself, would you get a colonoscopy at a big box store? Would you get your heart checked at a big box store? I don't think so. Danny gives me a colonoscopy here every, uh, every day. Uh, really <laughs> oh, oh, it's more metaphorically. It's metaphor. Right, right. Yes. It's not an actual clinical procedure. Exactly. I think those are great analogies. And uh, listen, you you know you're always welcome back here. And congratulations on the new book. And we should, you know what? We'll have you back to talk about the new book soon. Sounds like a plan. Take care, everybody. Thanks, Dr. Keith. Dr. Keith Tower, everybody. Final word when we return, you're listening to The Jim Polito Show. You are not alone. <laughs>